Hey, what's up guys? Drew here, thatanxietyguy.com. I am in my office all by my lonesome on a Saturday afternoon. And for those of you who watched part one or listened to part one of my little series on anxiety disorders and exercise and who have been wondering, when the hell is that guy going to do part two? Well, guess what? We're going to do part two right now. It's going to happen right now. So I guess that's probably good news. For those of you who did watch part one and were nice enough to take time to comment on it, thank you for the kind words. I've got so many nice comments from people and I really appreciate that. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel like this is a worthwhile thing to do. And for those of you especially who have reached out to me, some of you more than once, admittedly, because it's been a long time, uh, asking for part two, I really appreciate you hanging in there and I appreciate your patience. I should have done this a long time ago, so I'm sorry about that. Okay, if you have not watched or listened to part one, if you're on YouTube, check the video description. I'll link it wherever that happens to be on your screen. I will link it in the video description. Go watch part one and then come here and watch part two. Uh, if you are listening to me as a podcast episode, stop Go to thatanxietyguy.com slash exercise, and I will make sure that both part one and part two of this series are on that page. Uh, so go there, and you'll be able to listen to part one, then come back and listen to this one if you're doing the audio thing instead of YouTube. All right, quick recap, very quick recap. What was in part one? In part one, we acknowledge that while everybody tells us that exercise will make our anxiety issues better, and there is truth to that, we acknowledge that while everybody says that, for many of us, and I was one of those people, exercise can actually make things worse. Uh, it's a real thing, and it's absolutely a problem worth solving. What we talked about in part one is why that is. Why is why does exercise make you feel worse when it's supposed to make you better? The, the very quick rundown on that is when we exercise, our body responds. Whenever we ask our body to do more work, our heart rate goes up, we breathe heavier, we may begin to perspire, the temperature in our body changes, we, the, we have changes in muscle tone. Basically, we have a change in state in our body. And when you are dealing with an anxiety disorder, agoraphobia, panic disorder, generalized anxiety disorder, when you are focused inward and you are worried about how you feel, your brain gets rewired to interpret how you feel as danger signals. So an elevated heart rate because you're running around a track or you're lifting weights is normal, natural, and expected. However, we may interpret that as a danger uh, signal and we react in fear because we also feel that when we have a panic attack or when our anxiety levels go up. So the issue is anxiety uh, exercise will elicit very normal, safe, predictable physiological responses and because we have fallen into these bad brain habits, uh, our disorders really are bad brain habits, we are incorrectly interpreting these things, misinterpreting these, these, these sensations as fear. We're reacting in fear. We're trying to fight them. We're avoiding them. We're fleeing from them. And we're just perpetuating those cognitive disconnects. And we're making our situation worse. So that's why this is a problem. Uh, that's why the problem happens. And why is it worth solving? For so many reasons. Go back again and watch, watch part one. Listen to part one. I talk about it. But trust me, this is a problem worth solving. Here's the good news. I can teach you how to do this. I can give you a framework to work in where you can get started with exercise and you can learn to gradually build yourself up so that you are truly are exercising and getting the benefits. But here's the bad news in a way. I say this in almost every podcast and every video I do. I'm going to throw that word out there and the word is courage. You're going to have to exhibit some courage here because since we are reacting in fear 
to a specific sensation or sensations in our bodies, the way we're going to overcome these things is to intentionally bring those sensations up to the forefront. We are going to intentionally raise our heart rate. We are going to intentionally start to breathe heavily. We are going to intentionally raise our body temperature or at least begin to sweat. We're going to do all those things that we are terrified. We don't like those feelings. This is called exposure. We have to expose ourselves to the things that we fear. But the key is, when we do it, we're going to do it in a controlled way, so it should not come out of the blue. When your heart rate begins to go up, you know why. It's because you're moving, right? It's not out of the blue. It's not that typical, like, I don't know, just out of the blue, I had a panic attack. It's controlled because we're making it happen ourselves. We can stop anytime we want, and we know what's going to happen. So we're doing it in a controlled way. That's one big difference between what we're going to do here and an actual panic attack or, or a period of high anxiety. And the second thing is... We are going to be terrified of those sensations. That's true. When you first start, you will still react in fear when your heart rate goes up. The difference is you're not going to fight it. You're not going to you know, beat it back. You're not going to try and run from it. You're not going to engage in all of your safety rituals and escape behaviors because when you do that, you are mistakenly reinforcing that cognitive disconnect. When your heart rate goes up and you immediately run to call somebody or pop in a Xanax or, you know, snap something on your wrist or go for the coloring book or whatever it is, ultimately your heart rate will come down and you will be under the mistaken belief that the coloring book, the phone call to your mom, the Xanax, whatever it is that you do, your safety ritual, you will reinforce the mistaken belief that that saved you and it didn't. You, we have to get past that. So... What we're going to do here is we're going to come up with a program that will intentionally expose us gradually in a controlled way to the sensations that we fear. And this is how we're going to go from not being able to exercise to actually being able to be in a real exercise program. So that was five and a half minutes of your life. You're not getting back. If you've hung in this long, let's get to the nuts and bolts. The first thing I'm going to need you to do is understand that I'm not going to ask you to go from the sofa or from your bed to running a marathon. So if you have not exercised at all, first of all, I have to say, you know, kind of disclaimer, make sure that you're healthy. Please make sure that you had a physical and your, your medical doctor has cleared you to exercise. That is important. I have to say that. Um, so now that I have said it, please do that. So, but even if you're sedentary and you have not exercised for quite a long time, for whatever reason, anxiety may be one of them, I'm not saying that you have to jump off the sofa now and, and put, you know, 400 pounds on a bar and squat or deadlift or run a marathon or run a sprint or do anything like that. What I'm saying we're going to do is start extremely slowly. It's almost going to be comically slow, but this is the way you have to start any sort of graduated exposure program. So I would say let's do this. And you can, whatever variation on this theme works for you is fine. I'm just going to give you an example of a framework that you can work in. The example I'm going to give you will be sitting on the sofa in your living room or your den, wherever in your house, your office, wherever you're comfortable, getting up off that sofa and just gently standing here, just standing up and just gently walking in place. Now, I'm not even lifting my feet off the floor right now. I'm just lifting my heels off the floor, right? Just gently walking in place. And what's going to happen is right now, I mean, I'm, I'm okay with this. So this that's not elevating my heart rate at all. But if you have been sedentary, just the act of getting up and moving like that may begin to elevate your heart rate. And here's what we're after. We're after getting to the point where your heart rate begins to rise and you notice it and you will notice it. I promise you're going to notice it. When you start to get to the point where your heart rate rises, right to the point where you start to become afraid of it, and that might happen immediately at first. It may happen immediately at first. That's normal. You have to just kind of back it off a little bit and try and keep it at that level. 
The object of the game here is to get your heart rate up to the point where you begin to be uncomfortable with that. And I don't mean physically uncomfortable, like you're having a heart attack. I mean mentally uncomfortable. Like when you start to feel, oh my God, I this is bad. This is the point that you have to stay at. Don't push it anymore. Don't go faster. Don't push harder. You just got to stay at that level, right on the edge of freak out. Like where you're really close to wanting to like run for the Xanax or your coloring book or whatever it is you're using to, to get out of these situations. When you get right to the point where you feel like you need to run for that thing, you got to stay there. And what I'm going to ask you to do, and this is going to be super hard at first, it's going to require a lot of courage, is I'm going to ask you to just let that fear be there. Just let it be there. Don't acknowledge it. That's fine. Understand. I am terrified. You can say I'm terrified right now. It's okay to acknowledge that you are afraid. But what you need to do is just stop there. Acknowledge the fear, but don't engage in any sort of inner dialogue. If you if you start thinking like I'm going to have a heart attack, fine. Think that, but don't answer it. Right. So no inner dialogue with yourself. Just stay cool. Don't talk to yourself. Don't answer your thoughts. Just let the fear be there. Relax your body as much as you possibly can. You'll be standing upright, so there's some muscle tone involved here. You can't just you can't just you know go limp. So you got to keep yourself upright. Try and maintain your posture. Think about what your body is doing. Use that as a bit of a meditative exercise to be aware of the, the position your body is in. But just keep the motion going steady. Keep your body relaxed. Don't put your don't hunch up. Don't clench your fists. No no fear faces. You got to work on all of those things. You're going to keep within this framework of standing upright and gently moving. You're going to relax your body the best you can. You're going to try to keep your mind as quiet as you can. Let the, the oh my God thoughts come and then let them go. And I need you to stay in that state for 30 seconds. Just give me 30 seconds at that level and then you can stop. Sit down, lay down, have a glass of water, snap a band on your wrist, color, pop a pill, call your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your wife or whatever. Whatever you need to do to calm down, do it, but only after that 30 seconds. So what I'm gonna ask you to do after that is get yourself back together, get yourself to the point where you're calm again, and then get up and do it again. And do the same thing again. And you're gonna repeat that. And I'm using the example of walking in place. You could do whatever activity you want. And you can also use whatever symptom you want. I'm just using heart rate, but I'm, I'm illustrating how expo graduated exposure is supposed to work. This is how we're going to solve this exercise program. So then you're going to get up and do it again. As soon as you're calm, and if that takes you two hours, doesn't matter. If it takes you four hours to get calm again, that's okay too. Maybe you could do it in 20 minutes. Great. Whatever it takes, you're going to get up off that sofa and do that exercise again. Gentle, gentle, steady, relaxed, breathing. Your heart rate goes up right to freak out mode, stay there for 30 seconds, then do what you gotta do to calm down again. The trick here is that the more often you do this, and I would say do it as often as you can every single day, uh, the more often you do this, the sooner you will be able to get through those 30 seconds without being terrified. Suddenly you'll find that you're, you're suddenly comfortable. 30 seconds won't feel like so long, it won't feel like forever to get through that. You'll be okay and be able to do that. When you can comfortably do 30 seconds, and what's going to happen is your brain's going to know like 30 seconds is almost up, I'm almost out of the woods. So you'll start to acclimate to being to doing that for 30 seconds and you'll be able to do it pretty comfortably. I need you to push that to 60 seconds then. That's going to be hard because your brain will have learned 30 seconds and I got an out, you know. So when you get to go beyond 30 seconds, you're going to get afraid again. So the trick here is same intensity level, same heart rate level, same breathing, all that stuff. 
but just go from 30 seconds to 60 seconds and keep practicing 60 seconds over and over and over and over until you can comfortably do 60 seconds without even really thinking about it. Then you're gonna take a huge leap and you're gonna go from 60 seconds to 120 seconds. So you're gonna double that to two minutes. So I need you to be able to get off the sofa, gently walk in place, get your heart rate up to the point where you're about to freak out and lose it and stay there for two minutes, 120 seconds. Do that over and over and over. Then you can stop and calm yourself down, do it again, do it again, do it again. You will find that two things are gonna happen at the very beginning stage, two things. First thing is, you will get to the point where you can get up off the sofa and walk in place and elevate your heart rate to the edge of uncomfortable. And that's gonna be variable, right? Some days your heart rate, you'll get uncomfortable at a low heart rate. Some days it'll take a higher heart rate to get you uncomfortable. It doesn't matter what the number is. You just gotta to get to the edge of uncomfortable. You will be able to stay on the edge of uncomfortable and in that fear state for two full minutes, which is a long time, right? Two minutes without reacting and then give yourself a break you will actually begin to, you are now breaking that cognitive miswiring. You've begun to, you're already starting to break it when we do that. The other thing that's gonna happen at this very beginning stage is there's a really good chance that you're gonna be at the edge of freak out mode before you even get up off the sofa. You're gonna be dealing what's called anticipatory anxiety. So you may be in a situation where just the thought of doing this, the thought of intentionally raising your heart rate is sending you into a near panic, very normal. Anticipatory anxiety at the beginning of exposure is a real thing and it's something we also have to overcome. So if you find that just sitting on the sofa, you're already near freak out, okay, you're gonna have to get up and you may not have to do much to get your heart moving, right? Because it's already maybe pumping already, you're on the edge of panic. But even if you just stand up and barely move for 30 seconds, then bail and calm yourself down. So you will find that when you can get to the point where you could do 30 seconds comfortably, then you go to 60 seconds comfortably, then you go to two full minutes comfortably, you will also find that not only are you building that skill and breaking that cognitive bad habit, you're starting to break it, you will also have pretty much overcome the anticipatory anxiety. When you could get up at any given time and do two minutes of a gentle walk in place at an elevated heart rate, edge of uncomfortable for two minutes, without going into freak out mode, without fighting it, without fidgeting and making faces and clenching and doing all that stuff, when you could just calmly be afraid for two minutes, or right on the edge of, of, of freak out for two minutes, you will probably not anticipate that being a problem anymore. So the very first thing to do is to start to build this skill and to, to overcome the initial inertia of anticipatory anxiety. And this is what will happen. So what we're looking at here is when you could get then to two minutes, which is kind of phase one of this, you're gonna back up to 30 seconds again, except you're gonna work harder. So you're gonna intentionally, you're gonna have found a range where you're just kind of like, oh, I can do this. I'm a little bit uncomfortable, but not really freaking out. You're gonna to have to work harder to get your heart rate up higher to push yourself to the edge of freak out. So when you get to the point where you can comfortably do those two minutes, you're gonna to have to start to work harder to get to the edge of freak out. So see what's happening here? You're actually going to, just like when you're lifting weights, maybe the first time you can only lift 10 pounds, but after you've done 10 pounds, suddenly you can lift 15, right? So this is what we're doing now. You're gonna to have to work a little harder to get your heart rate to the point where you're almost freaking out. And that's a good thing, because it means the exposure is working. You're becoming acclimated to the sensation and you're not fearing it as much. So the general formula here is you're gonna start at a very low intensity for a very short duration, 30 seconds. When you could do 30 seconds, 
without engaging in safety and, and avoidance behaviors, you go to 60 seconds. When you can do 60 seconds comfortably without engaging in those avoidance and safety behaviors, you go to two minutes. When you could do that comfortably and predictably, you're gonna back down to 30 seconds, but raise the intensity. So it's almost like a step. You're gonna increase your duration, but your intensity is gonna stay the same, right? Then we're gonna drop the, the duration back down to 30 seconds, but raise the intensity. So you're always kind of doing these step things. We're gonna at this you know, level of intensity for longer durations, then we're gonna this level of intensity, but back down to the 30 seconds, then 60, then 120. So this is the formula. You're going to have to keep increasing your duration, and then when you're comfortable at the increased duration, you're gonna increase your intensity and go back down to the low duration and build your duration again. And what you're gonna find is if you do this religiously, and again, in the beginning, you're going to be terrified. You're going to need that courage. So you're going to have to buy into the idea that if you do nothing and just let yourself be terrified without reacting, that you'll be okay. You have to, you have to believe that that's true. When you get past that first stage and you start to do these exercises, you will find, and you do them religiously, as many times a day as you possibly can, every single day, without a break, Okay, none of this, I need a break, I've worked hard, I'm gonna treat myself, no. You need to keep being tenacious and you need to keep going because when we do that, I, I earned a break today, I'm not gonna do it, you can very easily, very easily fall backwards. And then those old habits come back again. Well, you need a break from what? From, from something healthy? You don't need a break from something healthy. What you're doing when you, when we do that thing, and I see it happen, and I, I've done it in the past, all right? So I, I will admit I've done that in the past. When you do that thing that says, you know what? I've been out agoraphobics, all right? I'm getting out walking every day. I'm going to my mailbox or I'm driving around the corner, whatever it is. I've done it for three days in a row. I need a break. You don't need a break. What you're doing is you're then acknowledging that this is still a fearful, this is still danger, and I need a break from that danger. I gotta give myself a break. So you can't fall into that trap. You gotta do this as many times as you can, every single freaking day, every single day, and your progress will be quick. So you may start on Monday, you know, doing 30 seconds of barely moving, kind of walking in place. But if you stay with it tenaciously, tenaciously, and you buy into this, you will find that probably within a couple of weeks, you need to actually jog in place to, to get your heart rate high enough to get on the edge of freak out, right? So when you get to the point where you could stand in your living room in front of your sofa and actually jog in place, lifting your feet up, pumping your knees for two minutes without, you know, without getting into a panic attack, without going into full-blown panic, well, guess what? You're exercising. Now, you know, get out and go run at the track. Start lifting weights, whatever it is. All we're really doing at this point, we didn't learn to run. We didn't learn to walk. We didn't learn to deadlift or squat or bench press. We learned to not be afraid of our own bodies. So that is the nuts and bolts of how you're going to do this, right? So I know it sounds ridiculously simple, but again, because there's fear involved and because you're really doing the opposite of what your instinct, your survival instincts tell you to do, you're doing the opposite of what your body really is screaming at you to do. Your mind is saying, get the hell out of here, you're going to die. You got to do the opposite from that. But if you can get through that, if you can get through that, you will break that cognitive disconnect. You will disconnect the disconnect, I guess, and you will no longer associate an elevated heart rate with, with fear, with danger. And what happens, a magical thing happens when you reach that point. Number one, you could start really exercising, whatever it is that you enjoy, and you'll start to reap the benefits of that. Um, stress reduction, health benefits, it's gonna help your anxiety situation. But more so, and I said this in part one, I'm gonna say it again, I'm gonna wrap up with this. 
The magic thing that happens is that when you use exercise, starting with gentle walking in place, as a way to start to overcome that fear response to how you feel, being afraid of your own body, it will spill over into all aspects of your life. So when you can actually jog in place in front of your sofa for two minutes without having a panic attack, suddenly that trip to the supermarket that you dread or going to pick up your kids at school or driving to your office or whatever it is, whatever those situations are that that just thinking about send you into a panic suddenly won't feel that scary anymore. You will find that you are more able and more well equipped to tackle your other anxiety issues as you go forward. This really will unlock a lot of doors for you because when you're no longer afraid of how your body feels, that is half the battle of dealing with an anxiety disorder because we've taken the fear out of the anxiety itself and that is really what defines the disorder. When the, the anxiety itself becomes the source of the fear and the avoidance, this is when it becomes a disorder, it's lifestyle impacting, your world gets smaller, bad things happen, we all know I'm not gonna go through it again. When you can learn to overcome this through exercise, through graduated exposure to those sensations, you will find that you will begin to overcome many other obstacles that your anxiety has thrown in front of you in life. So that's the deal. I know I've rambled for 20 minutes. I'm going to end it. This is way too long, but I kind of feel like I had to go through all of that. I know it can get a little long-winded like I am right now. So if you have comments or questions, leave them here. I do read them all. Sometimes it takes me a while. I do try to respond to as many as I can. If you're watching on YouTube, use the comments section. If you're listening as a podcast, I'm on Twitter, at That Anxiety Guy, Facebook, That Anxiety Guy. You can comment right on my website, thatanxietyguy.com. Whatever your comment, question, feedback, insult, joke, keep it clean, please, send it all out. I love to get them. So um, that's the deal. So again, apologies for taking so long to do this. Thanks for coming by to watch part two. I hope it is helping in some way. And if it is helping, please let me know. Uh, this way I know that I should keep doing these. Have an awesome day. Keep moving forward every day better than the next. You got this. You got it. I know you got it. I know you got it. Later.